You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking this week about fighting the good fight of faith. A lot of people don't understand that faith is not a magic wand. It's not just a means or a tool that God affords us to uh, achieve things, uh, receive things. Uh, But faith is all about relationship. And that really is going to be the theme of my message for this week. Uh, The good fight of faith is a relationship subject. And so let's go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Now the sons of Eli were corrupt, and they did not know the Lord. And we got a couple of guys who don't have a relationship. Eli was the high priest of Israel. And uh, he was a decent man, but he was very, very permissive when it came to dealing with his sons. He never restrained them. And, uh, and then he protected them, even though he knew that they were doing wrong. He never really fully uh, did anything to stop them. He protested, but that was about the extent of his uh, disapproval. Uh, and the sons of Eli were wicked. They had no relationship with God, even though relationship was possible. Now, they didn't have what we have in the new covenant. They didn't have access to the new birth, but that doesn't mean that they could not have a meaningful relationship with God. Uh, they could receive revelation. Psalm 119, this is an Old Testament scripture. Uh, 119 verse 130, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. So even in the Old Covenant, people could have the lights turned on spiritually. They could see the reality of spiritual truth. Uh, they could be directed by the Lord. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three: the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God gave guidance to people. Uh, they could be restored in soul. David said in Psalm 23.3, he restores my soul. But I want you to see how far the other direction that these two men went. Um, They did a couple of things. Number one, they, they, uh, um, they corrupted the offering of God. When people would come to bring their sacrifices, there was a portion of the sacrifice that was ordained for the priest, and there was a portion that belonged to the Lord. It was to be consumed. And uh, they would take the Lord's portion. They had no regard for the sacrifice. So in that effect, they were directly sinning against God, showing that they had no regard for Him. And then another thing that happened is that they uh, had sexual relations with several of the women who served at the tabernacle. And uh, so they caused a number of people to commit adultery. So uh, these guys really, really uh, were rotten people. And uh, yet they were in a position of great spiritual authority. They should never have been there. They should have been dealt with. Uh, So there was a time when the Philistines came. And when the Philistines came in order to fight against the people of Israel, uh, the people of Israel felt like if we just had the Ark of the Covenant, uh, we could defeat the Philistines. And the Ark was noted for being a powerful force of God's favor. And there had been other times when God had blessed the ark's presence in the, uh, the, the, the battles that Israel fought. The uh, priests, for instance, carried the ark 
with Joshua toward the city of Jericho. They met an obstacle at the Jordan River. And when the priests stepped down into the waters of the Jordan River, immediately the, the waters were parted. They rolled back. And so uh, the ark was there when they uh, marched around Jericho and the walls fell down. So they had seen amazing things happen with the ark. And so they're thinking, okay, let's get the ark on the scene so that we can overcome the Philistines. So I want you to listen to this. Um, this is 1 Samuel 4.4. 4. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from there the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim. There are two angels on top of the ark and God dwelt right down between that. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas were there with the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. The sound vibrations uh, literally had an impact on the soil. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does this sound or what does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. Now listen to this. So the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. They knew that the ark had great power. And they said, woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? And they'd heard the stories of the deliverance from Egypt and so forth, but they still had a confidence to go out and fight the Israelites. And I think it had to do with the fact that Satan knew that there was compromise in the camp of the Israeli army. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? Uh, these are the gods that struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. And uh, verse 10 says, So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and every man fled to his tent, and there was a very great slaughter, and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Also the ark of God was captured, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Now, there's a reason that that story is in the Scriptures and in the detail uh, that is there. The, the reason that it's there is that God wanted people to see that He will not be used merely as a tool or as an errand boy or as a means to get this or that. Faith is something much deeper much more meaningful. Yes, it is the means by which God changes natural circumstances. It's only natural for faith to affect this natural world because this natural world was created by faith. And understand that the parent force of everything we can see, touch, feel, smell, or hear... It is faith. Faith created it all. Therefore, faith has the power to change things in this natural universe. However, it is still predicated on relationship. It is not something that works without the intimate interaction with God and knowing Him personally. Faith was never meant to be just a tool. And what happens is there are people who take a look at the great works of faith and they see how faith changes things. They themselves may not have a deep relationship with God or a relationship with God at all, but they do see how faith works. And so they think, I can step in, pick this tool up just like the other guys did, and I can have the same outcome. And that is not how faith works. Faith flows out of a deep 
relationship with God. You know, when Jesus said these words in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When he said that, uh, he didn't say it to the whole of the people of Israel. He didn't say it to every Jew. He didn't say it uh, to the great multitudes who came to hear him preach. He said it to people with whom he was in relationship. He said it to the twelve. And he was talking to them about there is a place in God where that you can be confident of your prayers being answered, but it has to do with the, the, the fullness of your relationship with God. And a lot of people do not have that relationship. Therefore, they don't receive as they should because they try to have copycat faith. And there is something to that. A lot of people fall because all they have is copycat faith. They've been around people of faith. They've heard people of faith testify. And they think this is just a tool. I can do this. Another illustration of this is found in the book of Acts in the New Testament. And it's interesting to me that this story is inserted almost as a parenthetical story. It's not the major theme of Acts 19. It's just a little something extra that God threw in here. And so I want to read Acts 19, 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Now this is amazing. So there's almost a, a superfluous flow of God's power here. It's, it's over the top. Uh, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. So Paul couldn't get to everybody. So when people requested prayer, there were prayer cloths used, uh, cloths that carried the anointing, and it worked. It, it absolutely caused people to be healed. It caused people to be set free from demonic powers, and it had to do with the nature of Paul's deep relationship with God. It says this, that God wrought unusual miracles. King James says special miracles. And I like that word. I, I think that this is not something that happened every day. Now there's a place earlier in the book of Acts, so it says that even the shadow of Peter falling on sick people, healed them as they were uh, near him in the streets when he walked by. Now, in this atmosphere, when so many healings were taking place and the miraculous was being uh, 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 witnessed and talked about, and the name of Jesus was being talked about, and people were talking about the power in the name of Jesus, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, these guys didn't live here the whole time, they happened to be passing through, they took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Siva, a, G a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was uh, leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so they fled out of that house naked and wounded." And this became known both to Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Now this is fascinating to me. This little parenthetical story is thrown in to show, look, the power of God is 
born out of personal relationship. It's not something that we just casually access. Faith in God is not something that we just casually throw about. Um, a, a lot of people have no real daily time with God, do not spend time in the Word, but yet uh, something uh, threatening happens in their lives, and immediately they want to be able to quote the Scriptures and stand on the Word and expect the devil to turn and run from them in terror, and it doesn't happen because this faith is born out of relationship. It's not just a tool. It's not just something casual that we invoke in a time of great need. Uh, faith is something that happens when we walk closely with God. And having said this, uh, I, I think that this sets a balance on the idea that, uh, that, that, that but what happens is we see the failure of people who have a casual relationship, and some would come along and say, see, this faith business doesn't work, or it, it doesn't work like some people say it does. And here's the truth. Faith does work. Faith does change things. People who have a deep relationship with God have a powerful faith that can be used to change their circumstances. And when someone who has no relationship or a very a weak relationship comes along and fails, that is not a marker against the faith of those who really know God. And that's what this story is here to represent. On the one hand, we have the Apostle Paul who has incredible faith, incredible things are happening through him because he has a relationship with God. And now we have a couple of people who come along after, the copycat people, actually seven sons of Siva, and they're going to cast a demon out in the name of Jesus. Paul would use the name of Jesus, but it doesn't work for them because they have no relationship. And that's what I wanted to get across in this message today. All of the great works of faith have to do with a strong relationship with God. That's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. There's more. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.